Welcome to Doc Talk. Today is episode number 38, and I am here again with Mrs. Bianca Johnson, who is going to talk to us about earning her EDS, a specialist degree in educational technology from Walden University. So today is part two. And we talk about family and how to balance things out when you have a family. And actually, she shares how she selected her program uh, through Walden University based on the the family friendliness of it or the full-time job. If you're working a full-time job while you're going to school, how Walden University is friendly in that respect. And we'll also be talking about funding. Uh, she shares a little bit about federal unsubs- unsubsidized loans Um, And of course, the last thing we talk about and focus on is wellness and how she has really uh, blossomed into a wellness influencer online with her monthly challenges, her support group, and just sharing her weight loss journey as she's helping others with theirs. Her group is called BJ50WL, so Bianca Johnson, 50 for the amount that she wanted to lose. That was her target uh, weight loss goal and WL for weight loss. All right. So in the last, let's see here in the last episode, I want to make a quick correction. I believe I shared that her master of arts in education in educational leadership was from Walden University as well. Correction there. She actually earned her master of arts from Austin P University in Clarksville, Tennessee. All right, that's all I've got. And I hope you enjoy this, uh, this episode as much as I did. Welcome to Doc Talk, where we discuss all things doctoral. Been there, done that? Then we want to hear from you. Want to be there? Want to do that? Then this is the place to be. Still trying to figure it all out? Yeah, so am I. So come on, let's do this. Let's venture beyond a master's. So how does speaking of family, how does how is that working out for you? How did that work out for you as you were going through your studies? Um yeah, how did you balance everything? It was a lot. Um, so my Walden program, and just have to give kudos to Walden University, um, they have a program that is built around professionals who are actively working. Um, so they have a program of study for those who um, are, you know, maybe at home. You know, you can take on a few more courses, but for those who aren't, the way they structure the program is to assist those who are already in a profession or in a profession and working. And so that was helpful that I could not only uh, pursue my studies, but it was done in a way that enabled in an online setting, Mm -hmm. my job was overseas at the time when I started to uh, apply what I learned, what I'm doing in my current job as a, or what my current job was as a teacher at that time. But um, it was also structured in a way that I can pursue my studies while I was uh, working full time and had a family. And on top of that, uh, we did get um, the awesome news that we're going to, we were pregnant with twins. And so at a certain point, I did have to withdraw um, just for a semester so that I could um, give birth to 
my twins and adjust to my new life of exponential growth of our family. And so um, with that, I, I did take a semester off, but then I eased my way back. I just took one class, which was four hours at a doctoral level, which was um, almost essentially full time at a doctoral level. So your hours at a doctoral level are counted differently, and this may vary from university to university. Um, and so it is not advisable that you take over two classes, which is like eight hours of doctoral level study which is, is a, quite a load. So you have to think about how you manage that. I was able to work my way to the eight hours um, because I, at the time when I did have my twins, I did not go back to a full-time job. So I was just caring for my twins and still pursuing my studies full-time. And I worked my way up to the eight hours of full-time study at the, a doctoral level. Gotcha. Yeah. And you have three children. Um, tell us their, yes. their ages. Um, so my oldest is 10 and I have um, my twin set and they are now six, soon to be seven. Oh, I remember when they were first born. That is crazy. Man, man, yes. oh man. Yeah. And I guess we're just kind of the reverse. We've got the two up top and then two ten, yes. and one, gosh, she'll be four. She'll be four on, yeah, on in like in a week, almost a week. Yes. Awesome. A week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was born in my birthday. I remember that. We had that conversation too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, cool. So let's talk about what the culminating work, like what is the, what work do you have to do to earn the EDS? So like for a doctorate, you know, the dissertation is the big thing. What is the culminating work to earn the EDS? How do you end your, end the earning of your EDS? Yes. Um, I am, I may have to bring a little more uh, research into this just to recall, but so at a master's level is typically like a thesis. And so at a Doctoral level, we had a, a huge portfolio work that we had to present, and it's it's called like a capstone. Okay. And so um, that's what we completed as um, our culminating. It's not so much a document, but portfolio of work uh, that we um, submitted prior to us being able to graduate from the program, and it had to be approved by a faculty. Um, in terms of just the overall quality of the capstone that you completed. And um, upon their approval, you were recommended for conferral of your degree. And is this capstone portfolio, is it a, is it, does it contain a lot of um, like applied work that you had to do? You had to go out and do field work or? No, it's applied work and analysis. Gotcha. And do you get to pick the, the topic? Or do they tell no. you, like, here's what you have to do. Please go do it. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it was um, structured and directed assignments that were targeted towards standards that we had to adhere to as it relates to educational technology. And in your capstone, you had to um, basically synthesize and qualify the work that you did and um, the analysis that you presented as being able to um, meet and adhere to the standards that were presented through uh, educational technology 
um, boards and, and, and professional standards of that time. The, okay. These standards have over time changed, right? Since 2016 is when I graduated. So um, also keeping in mind that that is a, another element to working in the field of technology that is going to change. Right. So what my standards were during that time are going to be different from the standards uh, and requirements of today. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, now, I I like what you shared when I asked in earlier correspondence. I said, what words of wisdom? Now, you may have something else to add, but I'm going to share this piece. What words of wisdom or encouragement would you give to someone considering um, earning this particular kind of degree, right? And I, you said, uh, plan to set aside selfish time for study. <laughs> I liked that. I like that because we do tend to think, oh, man, anytime that I'm doing something for me, especially as moms, I think, at, at least in my case, oh, if I'm doing something for me, I always feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I like the way you worded that selfish time for study, even though we know it's not selfish, but that's what it feels mm-hmm. like. I would still stick to that. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head, especially in light of my journey toward my EDS as described uh, in our pa- podcast interview is that for me, um, being a mother and a wife of um, someone who is serving in our armed forces, um, all those three factors can definitely pull away from my ability to pursue a doctoral level of study um, just because of the attention that each require and are needed. However, um, you just have to know that this is your goal. Um, you have to know that there is a greater reward and at the end for the investment that you put in and the level of commitment that it's going to take and require to get there um, is going to be demanding. And so you have to be structural, procedural, as well as intentional about how you apply your time to ensure that you are able to, A, make the grades that are needed to stay in the program. Mm. Okay, so there is a great requirement to stay in the program, um, but also uh, understanding that that GPA that you are trying to upkeep also plays a role in your funding. So um, my funding came from uh, a federal unsubsidized loan that um, I didn't know I had access to until I actually did research. So apparently, for those who are on the line, um, the government sets aside money for you to go to school. Okay, whether you use it or not, they're assuming you might need this money. And so for me, I um, didn't necessarily use a lot of federal loans to get through my undergrad. Mm-hmm. All right, thankfully I was able to get scholarships and other means to cover that. And so because I did not use, and grants, by the way, because I didn't use a lot of that money, I was able to access that money for my advanced level of study, um, which totaled about $60,000 that I could use as long as if I needed that amount. But I didn't use the full 60000 I used the amount that was needed for me to pursue the program. And um, I was able to get access to that to fund my program. And basically, um, each semester, I would um, submit how much I I needed, and that was according to my calculation. And um, then that money would be awarded. That was how that program worked. And is it money that you're paying back? Is this part of what you have to pay back, or it's just there for you to use outright? 
no, no, no. It's money you have to pay back. It's okay, an unsubsidized the, loan. Loan. Got it's it. A I just, loan. I just wanted to be clear on that. So there is, there's a yes. cap. So it sounds like about 60,000 was what you yes. had the option to work with, but you elected yes. not to have to pay back $60,000 and, and only ask with, or for what use, you, or, or use. use. Okay. Yes. So you just, you, you ask for the amount that you needed and because it's a loan per semester, per semester, put in your requests for each semester and at the completion, you still have to pay that back because yes. it is a loan. Okay. That's good to know. Yes. That's good to know that those are, that's available. If you don't use all this money in undergrad. So uh, if you don't, if you don't use all that money in undergrad, so some people tapped out their loans and, for those who have, they know what I'm talking about. They tapped out their loans. They they cannot access any more federal government funding. Um, however, for those who haven't, you have access to federal dollars um, to pursue your postgraduate degree or your graduate degree. And um, the cap is about $60,000 you can use for that. That's good to know. Thank and you. You have to, you have to file your FAFSA, though. So you got to do your FAFSA every year. And all of that process. Okay. Now, how about as a military, as an army spouse, did you look into funding at all through any GI bill that might transfer to you or had that been used or? We, um, so my husband's service member and we did discuss, um, the idea of me using some of that money for my studies. But when this, um, money became available in terms of unsubsidized federal loan, uh, loans that I could use, um, I decided just to use the um, federal dollars and just pay that back versus tapping into that because we had already slotted that money to pass on to the kids. Okay. And some of that was used for his own personal study. Anything else that you'd like to share with us, Bianca, that uh, listeners might find interesting or useful in terms of EDS or your experience through your, um, in your journey? So as you think about working or studying at a doctoral level, um, I just want to go back to the term that I used, added value, uh, in some of our conversation that we had during this podcast, which is to really think about what is the added value of your pursuit of this particular level of study as it relates to your career goals. And so, you know, you definitely want to weigh the pros and the cons of not only what this particular level of study can add to your professional profile, but also what school are you looking to pursue this at? Is that school going to offer you a certificate or not? Are you looking for something that not is only going to give you a, um, a degree, but also certificate you in a, a given field? And so that is another arena, especially in the field of education, that you have to consider in terms of um, what it is you're trying to pursue. My uh, program was not certificated in any way. And so um, could I apply these um, courses that I took towards some form of certification in technology? Um, it's possible, but I would have to work with the state to see what that particular state will accept in terms of my um, classes that I took. And then if there's a test I have to take, um, then I would have to on my own figure out what that test is in order for me to get further certification in technology based upon my level of study. But my goal was not to get a, cert a certification. My goal was really for the degree. And so as you pursue 
mm-hmm. um, this level of study, especially for those who have careers in education, you just have to be mindful of how you navigate the process because you don't want to be disappointed in the end and find that you wasted your dollars in terms of your education and not being able to have that certification you're looking for. So A, um, again, see what the added value is in terms of the program of study that you're looking to pursue. B, look at the program of study at the universities that you would like to um, apply to and be a part of their programs to make sure they fit your overarching goal. And C, if you're looking for certification, um, be sure to figure out beforehand if that is something that is an option for you at this level of study that you're looking for uh, to pursue at a uh, specialist degree level uh, within a doctorate program. Your point number A is something that kind of makes me chuckle because Vince, um, I don't know, are you familiar with why I started this podcast? Um, I think we discussed it and I actually want to give that feedback. So I think it's because and based upon our discussion, you were um, teetering and tottering on the idea of getting your doctorate. And so this was a way for you to educate yourself on uh, the different doctorates out there and figure out what you want to do. Am I right? Bingo. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Yay. In a nutshell. Very. Yes, that's it. So and then the longer I do this, I'm like, hmm, when am I ever going to actually do something? <laughs> Like I'm so busy talking to people about it that um, have I lost have I lost why I'm doing it? No, I haven't lied. And also to help other people help because there got to be people like me who are like I. This sounds cool. This sounds neat. Um, but where do I start? What do I pick? What am I interested in? And it it made me chuckle because Vince said, "So do you want to get a doctorate because or a doctor?" a doctoral level degree because it's an uh, how did he put it is this an education of luxury or an education of like I think he did say luxury and or an education of I'll just say value or do you plan to what do you plan on doing with this right like Mm -hmm. if you're going to shell out a whole bunch of money for the (laughs) for something I I hope you do something with it (laughs) to help pay it back Um, so I think I'm for me, right. Well, it started off as a luxury kind of like, Ooh, I like the title. And like you, I don't see any value in getting another master's degree. So for me, I have two Mm -hmm. and why would I want to do the same level again? I think the natural progression, like you mentioned, is to go to the next higher, higher thing. But what would I do with it? I don't know. I have no idea. And what would I get it in? I don't know. So I, I agree with you on that that point number one. That kind of made me laugh. Added value. Yes. What is my added value aside from having a title on my name? <laughs> That's a very expensive title. So um, I want to talk about what you are doing now outside of Fort Myer, even outside of your education. So you've had this... Um, this wellness, I don't know if you want to call it a wellness journey. I think so. Um, but journey's a good word. Wellness journey. And I'm just going to let you share with everyone because just to kind of ease us into it, Bianca has become a wellness influencer. And I'm going to let her share why, how she's become an influencer and what exactly, what is it, BJ5 is? What do you? BJ50. BJ50. Okay, go for it. 
All right. Thank you um, for this nice segue into um, what is also become another title. Um, I am definitely a health and wellness influencer, and it really just came out of me um, finding a way to um, lose weight for myself and to just journey into um, what that means for uh, my life and what that means for uh, how I can help others. And so um, I came from Italy, not in a, a good place in terms of my health and wellness. And so I knew that I wanted to uh, pursue change. And um, for me, that meant losing weight and to achieving a goal weight that I felt would um, allow me to live a lifestyle that I felt healthy at and in a lifestyle that I, um, in many ways wanted to continue long-term. And so I decided to, uh, pursue a weight loss journey and I gave myself a year. I started off with the year, um, to, um, lose, uh, at that time, a goal was just 50 pounds. And so I achieved that goal, the 50 pound goal before my year. And so then I said, okay, you, you lost 50 pounds. And so what's your next goal going to be? Because you still have time left before this year's up. And so my, my secondary goal was to achieve a specific weight. And so my journey was really just me using my fitness pal and also me just um, maintaining an exercise regimen and no particular program, just seeking at least three days of exercise per week. And as I was journeying, I began to share online and um, there was a lot going on at, in the world at that time. And I just felt like, okay, I was answering the same question over and over. And so I just decided to move that sharing of my journey from my personal page and create the BJ50. And it's WL for weight loss um, Facebook page and uh, started a group under that title, BJ50 WL. And it's taken off since then. And so we do monthly challenges and we encourage each other. This is simply a support group. It is not program based. It is just a, a, a way for us to get together and to discuss weight loss, talk about tips and to challenge each other to continue on our weight loss journey. That's really cool. Um, I want to, I'm going to ask you, Bianca, to describe, to go back and describe what was it that motivated you to do that? Can you be a little more detailed? Because, you know, you mentioned like, I wasn't in a good place with my, my wellness, my weight, I, I didn't feel mm -hmm. good. But what is, what did that look like? What can you tell folks who are listening to this podcast, um, where you were so that they can relate? Because we all, everybody has a story that is, often similar to our own. And if you could just describe yes. that, I think it would really um, help maybe hit home with, with some of the listeners. Right. Um, so in terms of specific details, I was at the heaviest weight outside of pregnancy that I could ever recall. And I knew I wanted to do something about it and I could do something about it. And I not only wanted to do it in a way that allowed me to achieve my goal, but I wanted to make a lifestyle change. And so I've lost significant weight prior to this most um, recent weight loss journey that I'm describing. And I did it through a specific weight loss program. And that program for me was not sustainable beyond my payment from month to month. And so I was thinking to myself, 
let's achieve this in a way that enables you to make this a lifestyle that doesn't cut off when you don't pay anymore. And so I had to think through what were some means that I could use to to allow me to achieve that goal. And it was the MyFitnessPal. And so for me, it was just really being at the heaviest weight that I was ever at in my life outside of pregnancy. And it was me um, really being at a point of wanting to do something about it and being determined enough to find a solution that will enable me to make change. And I started off slow and I did it privately. Like I didn't really share with a lot of people outside of my husband. And um, then from there, I just kind of started showing some progress photos and um, people just really latched on like, wow, what are you doing? I really, you know, see your progress. Can you share with me what's happening? And it, it's really come from from that, from that voice of people saying, I, I understand what it means to be at a certain weight and want to do better. Can you just share with me how to do better? And so that's where um, some have called it a movement has grown from. And uh, it's just me continuing to share how I maintain this journey that I'm on to uh, continue a lifestyle of health and fitness. That's awesome. And what is it that you do? What What did you do? Or what are you doing? My fitness pal, my goal was to do this free. Again, not having a month-to-month payment. I like that. That's and, a, real quick. I really like how you said that. You There's a difference. There's, there's a fee accountability or there's mm-hmm. a internal lifestyle change accountability, right? And you wanted right. to shift mm-hmm. from, well, how can I do this from like paying? That's a great, I like how you describe that. Like, I don't want to have to pay to maintain this. And if I cut right. this off, what in my head has changed? Like nothing. The only thing that's changed is that I'm not paying for it anymore. And then I've done nothing differently. But you have crossed over that and moved into yes. the lifestyle change. Yes. Yeah, so for me, it my fitness pal has been invaluable. It is a free app available to you. I don't even use the paid version of MyFitnessPal. Now, I did decide to invest in the um, Fitbit app. So I do have the premium access to that. But that was only, I would say, within the past six months that I've decided to go ahead and invest in that. And that was after they gave a free promotion. <laughs> so I just kept it. <laughs> but I mean, I would say my only real financial investment was has been my, my Fitbit watch. Um, and so for those who are Apple Watch people, use your Apple Watch. Um, for me, it was Fitbit. And I just um, used my fitness pal to hold me accountable. I used that as my way to record my information. I will say that having used a point-based system, I, I won't name the program that I used before, um, but it was a point-based system. And moving that mindset to a calorie mindset was a bit of an, of an adjustment. And so I had to begin to look at calories at, in a different way through my fitness pal. And once I was able to make that adjustment, and that came from me just recording daily, I just kept recording and stayed committed to taking the time to sit after I ate a meal or to pre-plan before I ate a meal to put those points or not points, excuse me, put those calories into the my fitness pal to keep me accountable for what I was supposed to eat for that day. And I did my darndest to stay in those calories for the day. And I added my points when I did my workouts and rewarded myself with those points, but I did my best to keep a calorie deficit. 
And have you achieved your that secondary goal of the specific weight? Have you gotten there yet? Are you still working towards it? I have. I have. I achieved that goal and actually went beyond it uh, for a total weight loss of 160, uh, or not 161, of 61, 61, oh, 61 pounds. Okay. I was going to say so, 161. 61 right. pounds no, is good no. too. <laughs> so, I lost a total of, I don't think I'll be here if I lost 161. <laughs> you, <laughs> that was way beyond what I needed to go. But yes. um, for those who do need to lose that amount of weight, it's achievable. I want to encourage you. So I lost 61 pounds and I began to have a burden and really wanted to share to those who have to lose over 50 pounds. When I first started this weight loss journey, I was like, how in the world am I going to lose 50 pounds? But I knew I had to lose at least 50 pounds to get me to where I wanted to go. And so I just really began to have a burden for those who had to lose this significant amount of weight. It is 50 pounds could be a daunting number just to reach that. And so um, that's why I began to start sharing because as I was losing and making progress, I just felt a burden to share that with others. And so as I began sharing, more people became interested to the point where I had to create this new group. And I'm excited about the BJ50 um, WL group. And we are now over 180 members and we haven't even been a group with Facebook for six months yet. That's outstanding. So, oh, good. Good. And you're, thank you. yeah, that's really great. So um, let's see here. I will definitely put your Facebook ID. Uh, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook. So your your BJ five O W L group. What is what is the actual group name on Facebook? If people want to go find it, it is. It's you just look it up. B dash J five zero W L, and they'll pop right up. And okay. It's, um, journey to uh, fifty plus pound weight loss and maintenance. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's so cool. Um. Yeah, because I've seen, I mean, knowing you for as long as I have, I've definitely yes. seen like a marked change in just your outlook, how you, you know, everything, just the the whole story. So thank you. It's, it's been miraculous, honestly. Um, and, you know, this is one of those stories where you can say you're just doing what you love and like to do. And this is what BJ5OWL has been for me. And honestly, um, when I get discouraged along the, the way, I kid you not, I get unsolicited messages from people saying, you are inspiring me. I've lost this amount of weight. Um, thank you for sharing your journey. I mean, it's just out of the blue, but those are the little nuggets that keep me going. So um, it's a cycle. It's a cycle in, in the sense that I'm inspiring other people, but they're inspiring me. It really is. So we have a good community a cycle of motivation that is taking place on BJ5OWL. So let us support you. If you are needing to lose weight, let us be a support group to you. And it's free and we're not asking for any money. We're not selling you anything. It is just pure um, community support. Yeah, that's wonderful. The the uh, the free, el- the element of it being no cost, right? Except the hard work and effort that you put in. Now that said, have you ever considered like making a, and I don't want to make this sound like, oh, you're uh, clearly you're not in it for the money, but that's how people 
live. They they live by doing something they enjoy and they right. earn money from doing it, right? So there's nothing wrong with earning money from something. I love that this came about as a, you know, an endeavor from the heart and people are being inspired and motivated. But have you ever considered, you know, having a an actual wellness, you know, starting your own little wellness side hustle? And not side hustle in a bad way, but side hustle where you can earn funds to pay off that loan. No. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm gonna let doors open as as they happen. I've actually had had increase of people wanting to interview me, some for education purposes, like on this podcast. Hey, yeah, and yeah. then some for um, I've been asked to speak at a church, um, on the topic of uh wellness, both physically and spiritually. And so I'm just gonna let the doors open as they may. Who knows? There might be some endorsements that come along the way. Um, who want to endorse what's happening with our, our program and have an outlet to share resources. So um, right now it's just organic and we will see where this goes. And um, But, you know, in the midst of it, I just want to make sure I'm always having fun and being inspired along the way. So yep. um, as long as we can continue both of those, I think we're moving in the right direction. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this is good. I think we covered a lot. Good. It was good talking with you. Yeah, likewise. See you in your element. This is your host, Allison Marchine, and I'm so glad you were here. And I'm looking forward to the next time. Let's do this again. Let's do this again.